How much protein do I need to eat to lose weight? Welcome to the Our Ketogenic Life podcast, where we bring you the scientific and daily application of living the ketogenic lifestyle. We have helped hundreds reach their weight loss and health goals, but this is far more than that. We want to help you create real life change so that you can live the life God created you for. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin and Danae Davis. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Our Ketogenic Life. Uh, Today, we are going to talk about protein and how much do you need to have to lose weight and more importantly, for your long-term health. Uh, But before we get started with that, we're going to remind you that we are switching over the name of our podcast. It's going to be the same topics as we've had for the last several months, but it's going to be under uh, Kevin Davis Health, uh, Four Pillars of Health. And uh, that is the uh, topics that we're going to intertwine uh, so that you can learn not only what to eat, uh, but also uh, some of the uh, better choices you can make as far as activity, sleep and prayer so that you can get a balanced approach to your health uh, and with the aim of increasing your longevity. And what we mean by longevity is being able to live healthier Uh, for a longer period of time, kind of pushing away uh, the start of some development of chronic disease. So if we can do things now to help us uh, put off the aging process, uh, even uh, by a few years, we're going to see much uh, better benefit as we get older. Uh, Danae and I are, uh, you know, approaching that time. We're in our 50s now. So we want to be doing things now so that we can be healthier uh, later on. You know, when we're in our 60s and our 70s and our 80s and 90s, you know, whatever God has planned for us, you know, we want to be able to do the things that we want to do. And um, that's what our podcast is going to be talking about. And we try to simplify it, uh, you know, uh, kind of putting it down to the four pillars of health so that it's easy for people to make these choices and um, that's what we're going to talk about today with protein you know the choices that you're making today with your protein intake is going to affect your your long-term health now we've titled this podcast today is how much do i need to lose uh, protein do i need to eat to lose weight because uh, you know everybody's really worried about the here and now and we're going to talk about that but we're also going to delve into some of why we want to uh, have protein in our diet now uh, so that our aging process will be able to uh, be the best that it possibly can. And uh, again, that's where our podcasts are I've turned to. And, you know, we're going to intertwine the, uh, the ketogenic diet with uh, protein and how much you should be taking. And you're going to find out, you know, it really depends. I don't think there's one right answer uh, because everybody's at a different stage, you know, uh, depending on your health, your age. You know, do you have any underlying medical problems uh, that need to be addressed? So there's a lot of factors that go into uh, account there. And, and, and that's one reason why we, I started really the uh, coaching uh, program is because there, there's so much individual uh, attention that needs to be uh, done for each person. Uh, now, there are some basic guidelines I think is good for everybody. And, uh, you know, our future courses are going to 
um, go over some of those things. But sometimes you need a little bit more individual attention, more specialized labs. And that's where our, our coaching comes into um, play. So if you are uh, ever interested in that, well, we can hop on a free call to uh, get a uh, you know free consult. We can talk about you know your health. We can talk about what we do and see if we're a good fit for each other. The other thing, too, is if you know people that are interested in this, you know, we would really uh, appreciate you sharing this. Uh, we'd like you to like this, leave comments. Um, you know, um, the more people I think that can uh, start making these better decisions, uh, the better off as society as we can be uh, to try to decrease some of the health problems that, you know, we currently have. So let's talk about our uh, topic today, uh, which is um protein. Uh, you know, protein is one of your macros. We talk about, uh, you know, the macros being fat, uh, protein, and carb. And today we're going to concentrate on uh, proteins. Now, what is a protein? Uh, proteins are basically amino acids put together. Uh, and you have about 20 different amino acids uh, that you have. And uh, there's some called essential and there's some called non-essential. Um, now, the essential um, uh, proteins are the ones that your body cannot make. Uh, so nine of the 20, your body just can't make them. You have to get them through your diet. And that's why protein is important, because if you don't uh, take these in, you know, you're not going to be able to have the um your body functioning as well as it should. And things like we talk about with fats, there's, uh, you know, omega-3 fats. That's, uh, you have to take those in. Your body can't make those. But interesting, carbohydrates you do not have to have. Uh, you do not have to have carbohydrates in your diet. You don't have to have sugar in your diet. Your, your body is able to make those. So that's a little bit difference between uh, the three uh, macros. And, you know, uh, we're going to, again, concentrate on uh, protein now. We'll have other podcasts about other things as well. So you may be asking, okay, you know, we need to take these in, but what do actually uh, proteins do? Now, probably the number one thing is, you know, um, people are associated with uh, protein is uh, muscle growth and muscle repair. You know, people who are uh, lifting weights, bodybuilders, you know, they take in a huge amount of protein, uh, probably a lot more than what you take in right now. So uh, if you're trying to develop uh, muscles, uh, if you're trying to maintain muscle mass, muscle, muscle strength, you need to have protein. That's your building blocks. And if you've listened to our podcast before, you will hopefully remember if you read our book that, you know, uh, you need to have uh, or maintain your muscle mass as you get older. You know, uh, starting around age 30, you start losing about 1% of your uh, muscle mass. So if you're not taking in enough protein, then you're going to lose this muscle mass. And people who have less, mu less muscle mass and less muscle strength uh, as they age do not fare as well. Uh, they have a lot more medical problems uh, and um, falls. You know, um, in, in, when you're strengthening a muscle, you're also strengthening a bone. So when you're doing those type of uh, activities to help strengthen your muscle, you're, you're increasing your bone density. So that helps, you know, as far as like uh, if you fell, you know, from breaking a hip or a wrist, uh, you know, if you broke a hip, you know, uh, the chances are of mortality in the next year really increase. I forget the number right off the top of my head, but uh, it's important that you are maintaining this muscle mass as you age. 
Now, the other thing that a lot of people uh, associate with uh, protein is uh, hair, skin, and nails, uh, especially collagen. And collagen is a type of protein. But uh, if you're having problems in any of those areas, you know, as far as like having real uh, thinning hair, uh, if your skin is not as, uh, you know, as elastic as it should be, and um, if your um, um, nails are real fragile, you know, th- you know, you may not be getting enough uh, protein in your diet. So it's important that you uh, have these in your diet uh, for these reasons there. Uh, the other third reason is why you need proteins is it helps uh, building blocks of two things, hormones and enzymes. Uh, hormones uh, such as insulin and growth hormone, you need to have um, the uh, adequate amount of protein. So it helps with your, the, your metabolic system. Uh, enzymes, which are uh, chemicals that help uh, reactions in your body, uh, those, those are made of um, proteins as well. So uh, for your body to function on a uh, optimal level, uh, you know, your body's very good. Uh, when we mistreat it, it would uh, compensate for a lot of things. But if we want to um, live at an optimal level, we want to make sure that we have enough uh, uh, protein for these enzymes. And then the other thing, which related to our topic and our title, is it helps reduce uh, appetite. It increases your satiety. You know, uh, if you're at a restaurant, and you are have a big porterhouse steak, and you eat uh, 24 ounces of steak, at that point, you probably really don't want any more steak. You know, it could be a lot less for you. But you don't overeat on protein. Now, let's say that you ate that 24-ounce 24 uh, 24 uh, porterhouse steak, and uh, somebody comes and wants, uh, comes by with your favorite dessert. You know, you can overeat on that. Even though you're stuffed, you know, you may be tempted or you may go ahead and eat. Uh, but if you're doing, uh, if you're, uh, if that was uh, more steak they were offering, you know, you'd probably decline it. you say, put it in a doggy bag and I'll take it home and eat it tomorrow, you know, or something like that. So, you know, it increases your satiety. And a lot of that has to do with the hormones that's in your gut and uh, leptin. But, um, you know, protein, uh, it really does decrease uh, your hunger by increasing your satiety. Now, you may be thinking, okay, I understand, you know, it helps with muscle growth. It's going to help me uh, live longer because I have more muscle mass. And that's what the stats show. Uh, My hair is going to feel uh, or do better. My nails are going to be better. They're going to be stronger. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm going to lose weight, but how much protein do I need to have? Now, this is where it gets interesting, uh, because if you look at the, uh, recommended, um, daily allowance, uh, for protein and, you know, I'll, I'll talk mostly in pounds because I think that's where most of this audience is most, most familiar with. So if you're having, uh, pounds, you know, then, you know, it's 0.4 grams per pound is what they recommend for uh, the uh, from the RDA. But you have to you have to think about, OK, what, what are they basing this on? And basically what they're basing this on is this is the minimal amount that you need to have. Uh, uh, as far as your, what your body requires. And, and, you know, if you've listened to our podcast before, we're not about being minimal. We're not about being in a reference range. We want to be optimal. So what's the optimal range? You know, if you're talking about 0. Uh, grams per pound, you know, if you're 100 pounds, it's 40 um, 
uh, grams of protein. If you're uh, 200 pounds, you know, it's 80 grams of protein. But how much do we want if we want to live optimally? And that's where that's the, the arena that I want to live in is I want to live as optimal as possible. And what I think is it should be around 0.8 to one gram per pound. So we'll make it easy. Let's just say it's one gram per pound. So if you're if you're 100 pounds, then you want to have 100 grams of protein. If you're 200 pounds, you want to have 200 grams of protein. And this is more of your ideal weight. So if you're wanting to lose weight, uh, let's say that you're 250 pounds and you want to get to uh, 150 pounds. Actually. I'm just top of my head. Let's just make math easy. Let's say you're 300 pounds and you want to go to 200 pounds. So you know you don't want you don't want to be at 300 grams of protein. You want to be more to 200 grams of protein because that's what your optimal uh, uh, ideal weight should be. So we want to and we want to eat for our optimization of our ideal weight. So you can see there's a big difference, um, you know, between a two and a half pound person eating 80 grams of protein versus uh, 200 grams of protein. And you don't have to get at exactly at 200 grams of protein. And that's the thing. One thing I want to mention before I forget is, you know, you may not hit these numbers every day, but these are good goals to have. Um, you know, if you're at 0 0.8, uh, you know, per uh, grams per pound, and if you're 200 pounds, you're around 160 grams of protein. So, you know, if you can actually get to around 150 to 200 grams of protein for a 200 pound person, uh, then you're doing really well. And uh, if you've tried to do this before, it's actually very difficult to do. And, um, you know, when I track my foods, sometimes I think I do really well. But, you know, I've only eaten 110 grams of protein and, um, you know, I'm not reaching the goals where I need to get to. So, you know, it's it's one one thing to uh, just kind of guess. But I think optimally what we should be uh, doing is uh, putting some our foods like in MyFitnessPal so that we can actually track these to see what we're doing so that we know if we're doing uh, ideally or not. Now. You may be thinking, okay, that's a lot of protein, and I know that. But we, are, but what I'm going to really talk about here for a little while is lifestyle considerations. Uh, it has to be an individualized approach. You know, we're all at different stages, like I mentioned at the beginning, and uh, sometimes, you know, what we're where we're at right now is not necessarily where we're going to be at. You know, in a few years from now. You know, uh, if you look at me six years ago, you know, I was probably not eating that much protein because I was actually trying to decrease and increase my fat because I was more concentrated on a ketogenic diet because I had excess fat to lose. And I've lost 30, 40 pounds since then. But now my goals have changed a little bit. Uh, now I'm not necessarily concerned on eating as much fat. I want to eat more protein. And, um, you know, there's some there's some controversy as far as protein and, you know, um, cancers. And we're going to talk about that in just a second and eating more protein as far as like uh, there's uh, AMPK. Uh, there's a, a process called AMPK, AMPK uh, pathway, uh, and that's a longevity pathway. And you shouldn't be eating that much protein uh, because of that. So there's a lot of conflicting reports, but I think that if we kind of like look at each individualized person, you can kind of see what's best uh, for that stage. Not necessarily you're going to be doing that every day for the rest of your life, but there may be days where you have higher protein than others. And um, that's one of the things we're going to talk about here in just a second. So 
lifestyle considerations as far as how much protein you should have. Uh, I think that if you're active, if you are recovering uh, from injury, if you're recovering from illness, you know, I think it's important that you increase your protein. You want to get to the high part of the protein. Uh, and this will help your body recover because, again, that's the building blocks for your muscles. And we talked about some of the hormones and enzymes as well, too. So if you're if you're in the process of recovering from something uh, or you're having increased activity and, you know, sometimes you want to have more protein. And when I talked about the AMPK pathway just a minute ago, as far as your longevity, this is where this comes into play. You know, if you're working out three days a week, uh, I think on those days when you're working out, you know, I think it's good to have more protein. And then on those days where you're not working out, you know, have less protein. And uh, you, so you're fluctuating that on a, on, a, on a regular basis. But, you know, this is where it gets to be difficult because if you don't know exactly uh, how to do this, it gets confusing. And uh, you get to the point where you, you try some things, you just don't get success and you kind of give up. And I think that's where uh, having a coach is important because they, help, they will help you direct you and, uh, and kind of give you guidelines as far as the things you should or should not be doing. Uh, let's say you're doing this. So second, uh, lifestyle consideration, uh, we talked about increased activity, recovery and things like that. Second one, if you're doing a therapeutic, uh, ketogenic lifestyle, and I think this is where the ketogenic diet is really uh, interesting. Uh, some of the research is happening now. Uh, there's some people who have cancer who really do a ketogenic diet. And uh, I think for those type of people, you need to have a, high, a lower amount of protein and a higher amount of fat. So you're on the low end of the protein uh, for the for uh, that if you're, you know, with your having cancer. Now, of course, with anything that we talk about here on the podcast, you know, if you uh, do have cancer or you know somebody who does, just go just don't go out there and tell them, hey, Kevin said you need to have lower protein and increased fat. This is something that needs to be discussed with their oncologist and needs to be discussed with a dietitian who is dealing with their oncologist, so that they can get the optimal. Uh, diet and an optimal mac uh, macros uh, for the possibility of success of beating their cancer. But there's a lot of research that's happening in this area that I think is very interesting. And the next five years, I think it's going to go in a different direction. Another lifestyle consideration, number three, would be uh, as we age. Uh, again, I talked to you about, uh, you know, you're losing muscle mass as you get older. And one of the things that I find uh, as you get older, uh, you tend to eat less overall and also you tend to eat less protein so i think it's important again as you get older hit the top end of the reference range or the optimal range for the uh, protein intake and i think that will help uh, give you uh, best results as you get uh, as you age uh, number four if your goal uh, is of weight loss now with this it's kind of like there's a it's like a teeter totter. There's a really a balance with this, and sometimes it takes some trial and error to do this. So if you're trying to lose weight, let's say you're doing a ketogenic diet because you're probably listening to this podcast and you know you're, you're interested in a ketogenic diet. Well, you need to have higher fats, and you need uh, to maintain your muscle because if if you're losing weight. Um, and, and this is pretty much across the board, and it's really more for people who don't who do not have enough protein intake. You know, you may be losing weight on the scale, but the problem is you may be losing muscle mass. 
And that's something that we do not want to do. So we want to lose fat, but we want to maintain or increase our muscle mass. And a lot of times you can tell this by the way your clothes fit. You know, if you're stepping on the scales and you are not uh, losing weight, uh, but you've gone, gone down a notch in your belt, you know, that's great because you're losing it. You're losing the right um, uh, uh, weight in the right area. You're probably losing fat around your midsection. So it's important to do that. But you have to find that balance. And that balance doesn't stay the same as we uh, go through the process of weight loss. You know, if you've lost 20 pounds, you've lost 50 pounds, it's going to change. And you have to kind of like play with that. You can't be jumping every day or every week as far as, you know, um, uh, adjusting things. You kind of have to let your body reset. And usually I wait at least a couple of weeks before I make any really drastic changes in the macros because I want your body to kind of have a reset, reset the thermometer so it knows what it's doing, so it knows that it's what the food is going to get. So it's important that you're eating enough protein, um, but uh, if you're if you're not eating enough protein uh, with with this and you're trying to lose weight. Um, your body's still going to maintain uh, being hungry. So if you're if you're trying to lose weight and uh, you're doing a ketogenic diet, uh, but your body is not getting the protein intake that it needs, it's still going to be hungry. Remember, we talked about protein being satisfying as far as your 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 hunger. If you're not getting enough protein in, what's going to happen is. Uh, your body still needs those uh, amino acids and you're still going to be hungry. And um, the problem is sometimes we don't snack on the right things and we won't get enough of the protein. So, you know, if you're having problem with hunger and it could be other things as well, too. But if you're having problems with hunger and you're doing a ketogenic diet, you may need to increase your protein uh, so that your satiety will uh, be where it's at, where you're not having hunger pains all the time. So, you know. Carbs, of course, is what we're going to worry, uh, concentrate on as well as, for, as a ketogenic diet. But we also need to concentrate on the protein because your body's going to need it. It's just as a sidebar, too. You know, if you're not getting the nutrients that your body needs, uh, you know, what I mean by nutrients is like your vitamins and minerals, then your body's still going to be hungry. It still craves those things because your body needs those things to function at an optimal level. So, if you're, if you're doing things right uh, or you think you're doing things right, uh, but you're still having problems as far as hunger and things like that. But, you know, we, we, on a sidebar also, we all have hunger at some point, And when we first start off, it's going to be different. But if this continues to be a problem and, you, and you're not losing weight or inches, you know, that may be something that you need to investigate as far as maybe increasing the amount of protein. Now, let, let, the, the fifth thing we're going to talk about is on the lifestyle considerations for um, protein is if you're doing intermittent fasting or if you're doing uh, OMAD, which is O-M-A-D, only uh, one meal a day. Uh, this is hard to do to get your protein in. Uh, let's say that you need to get 150 grams of protein in and you're doing, uh, you know, the intermittent fasting, which I do. Uh, if you're doing the OMAD, which sometimes I do. You know, you need to make sure that you're you're trying to get enough protein in, intake in that small window of eating. And, uh, you know, you want to make sure that these are good quality proteins. Um, and then in between, you're having snacks uh, so that you can uh, increase your amount of protein that you're taking in. 
So if, if you're doing these type of things, and I really recommend doing some type of fasting, uh, at least uh, on a, a, a regular schedule, uh, whether that be every day or, you know, every other day or a few times a week or whatever works for your, for your uh, schedule and your body, is make sure that you really concentrate on your eating some quality snacks in between uh, to get amount of protein that you have. One of the questions I get a lot as far as this subject is what kind of protein should I take? What kind of snacks are good? So eggs are good. Just uh, get some hard-boiled eggs, eat a couple of those. That's a great snack. Protein shakes, make sure that, you know, what they're flavored with and then make sure it's a lower carb uh, with uh, that, uh, especially if you're trying to lose weight, that will help. I drink collagen. I also drink some protein shakes as well, too, but I like mixing it up between the two because they offer you different types of uh, protein with that. Uh, Tuna, you know, if you get a can of tuna uh, and, um, you know, put some mayonnaise in it or, you know, something like that, you know, that's a great snack. Uh, It's quick. You can take it with you. It's there and uh, it can help uh, alleviate some of the hunger pains and it helps get your protein in. And then finally, some almond butter. Almond butter is really good as far as like having that as far as um, uh, something different um, and it helps with uh, adding some protein to your diet and that's a great snack as well so hopefully this has helped uh, I think uh, it's important that we had this talk about protein because uh, a lot of times well, uh, all we talk about on ketogenic diet is fats and carbs uh, but proteins are very very important to your overall health and your longevity so i think it's really uh important that we bring this out so that people can uh, make sure that they're getting enough of this into their diet as well so we're going to turn our attention now to our catechisms and uh hope you guys enjoy these uh you know i think us glorifying the lord is what we're here to do no matter what arena that you're in and we just love doing this But today's catechism says, uh, who will be saved? And what we mean by saved is, uh, where are we going to spend eternity? And the answer is, only those who repent of sin and believe in Christ. So there's there's importance uh, in that. There's two things. We repent of sin and we believe uh, in Christ. And... um, you know, we have to admit uh, our sins. Uh, uh, you know, God already knows them, uh, so it's not like a surprise to Him. And we have to believe in Christ. And one of the things I think that happens is when we believe in Christ, we uh, are obedient uh, to His Word. Now, we all mess up uh, every day. We all sin. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of people who say they believe in Christ, but, you know, their their life doesn't really show as far as uh, the decisions that they make. So, you know, just kind of check yourself. Uh, make sure that this uh, is a decision that is true in your heart, um, in, in, your, in your mind, and not something that, you know, that you went through some kind of formality and you think you're saved, but, you know, nothing's changed. So when we, when we repent of our sins and we believe in Christ, you know, uh, that is uh, the people that are going to be saved. So hopefully... Uh, that's some help for somebody out there. Um, again, if you have questions about that, we'd love to talk to you. Uh, if you have questions about, you know, your diet, 
you know, we do have a coaching program and uh, we were we would be very interested in talking with you and see if you're a fit for our program. Uh, it's something that's very detailed and it's very personal, uh, personalized. And it's something I think that a lot of people get results from. So like and share this podcast. Uh, and uh, hopefully you are still getting uh, value from this. If you have topics that you would like us to talk about, please let me know. Uh, I'll be happy to address those. And um, remember, be fit and be faithful. And we'll see you guys next week. This podcast is for informational purposes only. No patient-provider relationship is implied or established. This podcast in no way represents the practice of medicine. The information given is to be used at the listener's own risk. Please consult your provider before making any changes as the contents of this podcast is no substitution for your provider's instruction.